Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on A Self Love Story. I am your host Olivia. This week's episode is one of my favourite I've ever ever done. I recorded this back in March with a friend of mine and she is just incredible. I'm so blessed to have met her through a book club we're both in, a personal development book club. The value is so high, the support is amazing and basically Nicole went through one of the hardest things we as humans will ever have to go through and she talks so candidly about how she knew she had to get through it and every day there was something to be thankful for and that doesn't mean that there wasn't bad days, of course there was, but she is just incredible. So this week's episode is going to be the first of a two-parter in how gratitude got her through the darkest time in her life. And I really hope you enjoy it. I hope you find Nicole's story as incredibly inspiring. I'm so grateful for the time and energy she gave me to be on the podcast as a guest. And watch this space because there might be another project she's doing about this. So let's get right into it. This is part one of how gratitude got me through the most difficult time. I have the most amazing guest ever this week. I'm so thankful that you're here, Nicole. Nicole and I have been in a book club together, a kind of manifesting self-development book club that has been pretty pivotal for both of us in different ways. But I'm so excited you're here on the podcast because there's so much to talk about and I love talking to you. Last time we spoke on the phone, I just felt so excited after it. Oh, that's nice. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have pleased to be here. You have the most incredible journey. The things you've learned from it are just amazing. Like I still have stuff written down from when we last spoke. And you are, you know, planning to put that down on paper. But before we get to talking about that, are you happy just to talk about your kind of story and what's happened? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I guess in no October twenty twenty, um, I discovered a breast lump and um immediately knew in my gut that it was cancer. Um so I went to the doctors and um they really confirmed what I already had a gut suspicion for and I was referred on to see a consultant and have a biopsy and mammogram um and you know within about a week and a half I had confirmation that I had breast cancer and at the time you know I was only 42 um so Immediately, I was worried about how this was going to impact my children because my children were only eight and nine at the time. um, And I just thought, right, how am I going to deal with this? I can remember when we last spoke, you kind of saying, I knew instinctively, I knew in my gut that I had cancer when I found that. Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know why I did. I just knew that that was a journey that I was going to go down and I in that couple of weeks where you wait for 
confirmation, I think I'd played out the scenarios in my head so many times and thought about, you know, am I going to tell people? What am I going to tell people? How do I want to deal with this time of my life? Um, and, you know, what's the best way to go about it? And I just thought, I just can't, um, this can't be a negative for me. You know, I need to get on this journey, get my treatment sorted and face whatever comes up. Um, and I'm going to do that in the in the best way possible, really, for me and my family um, and my children. Um, so, yeah, we set off on this journey. Um, and as you know, as you've already said, we're both part of a book club, which is all about law of attraction. Um, we talk about gratitude. Uh, it's really a high vibe place to be, which is fantastic. And that for me was a bit of a lifesaver. Um, and it's just helped me deal with things in a really positive mindset. And I really believe that having a positive mindset has helped me get through this. And obviously at the time I didn't know what the future held, um, but I was sure that it was gonna be um, done with a positive mindset no matter what happened really. Definitely. And did you have that mindset when you first found the lump as well was that kind of yeah you thought like yeah. you know there's I'm going to get through this no matter what I'm going to get through it somehow and you know I'm going to I'm going to deal with whatever is thrown at me um and I I was just very conscious that the way I dealt with things probably was going to breed the behavior around me um and I knew that if I got into a negative mindset, that would breed up a negativity. And, and really early on, I realised that's not something that I could deal with. Um, so I was very positive and just distanced myself, I think, from any negativity at the time. Yeah. Um, I guess that was just my way of dealing with it. I'm not saying my way is the right way. Um, and if one deals with it, in their own way but for me that's how I got through it yeah. uh yeah there's not a right or wrong way I guess it's just uh, no. this was this was almost like instinct it sounds like from what you've said that you just kind of had this positive mindset about it were you in the book club when you were diagnosed or after yes so actually last um so I was diagnosed in October, but in at Christmas before that, I had caught COVID and shingles um, at Christmas. And I'd been quite poorly. That was before we'd had vaccines and things. So I had actually got a little bit down over Christmas. And it was about six weeks before I was feeling better. Um, and I thought to myself, I need to get out of this dark place that I've got into so a couple of people that I followed on Instagram had mentioned this book club um, and a podcast called Law of Attraction Changed My Life so I started to follow um, this page and joined the book club and I'd got myself into a really positive mindset I feel like I learned so much throughout that year and then um, 
by the time October came and I got that news, I just felt like I'd really worked on myself. So I'd got myself into a really good place. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to carry carry that on, really. Yeah, definitely. And from what you've said, not many people knew. No, I didn't didn't tell it do you mean about the diagnosis of the the lump yeah didn't tell anyone actually apart from my husband um and my mum and I just didn't want to worry anyone I just thought if it turns out to be nothing or until I know what the plan is I don't need to worry anyone else yeah for sure I could could listen to you talk all day but you're just (laughs) inspiring what was it like when you got the news that it was cancer? Um, well, I was expecting it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely down days. There were definitely times when I thought, how am I going to deal with this? Um, but what I've learned along the way is that you do have to let certain emotions come to the surface Mm -hmm. and deal with them but for me not dwell on them so I might have a down day or I might have a day where I was worried and I definitely was worried in that couple of weeks leading up to diagnosis um but I didn't let myself fall down a hole and just carried on so when I got the diagnosis it just confirmed really what I knew but what I what I was most worried about was how is this going to impact my children how is it going to impact family um and my children being so young had never they didn't know what cancer was and they they didn't really know anything about it they definitely didn't know it was a negative thing um so I just wanted to think about how are we going to tell them do we tell them how how do we tell them if we do and how are we going to deal with this what's the plan and and did you tell them yes we did so we decided that whilst I was waiting for confirmation of my breast cancer diagnosis we had decided that now would be the right time to get married because we were not married up until that point and you know things had always got in the way we'd planned to get married possibly at some point but it just wasn't top of the list for us you know something always comes along with something else you've got to spend your money on and and time just rolls on but our children had wanted us to get married so we decided that now would be the right time um and that we would tell my girls that mummy wasn't very well and that she was going to need some treatment but actually we were going to get married as well so what we did was we kind of moved the focus from the cancer diagnosis and we focused on planning the wedding and getting married which we did within a week (laughs) I love that. How quick you managed to get things in place for it. We did. How how did they cope further down the line? Um, so I think what's hard as a parent is you don't get a manual, so you don't like get a, a handbook which tells you what to do in each situation. So 
I just I've been surprised along the way because one of them has coped fairly well, um, and the other one has not dealt with the change very well at all. So the upsetting routine, and when I was going through treatment, it's quite long winded, um, depending on the type of treatment that you need and the type of cancer that you have. But for me, I had a mastectomy a week after we got married. Um, and so then I was poorly for quite a few weeks afterwards um, while I was recovering, which meant things were different for them. So I wasn't able to take them to school, wasn't able to pick them up. And that's something that I've been able to do for them. So that felt very different. And they struggled with that. And I guess it's just a little bit unsettling for them because there's times when um, I was well again then after I'd recovered in preparation for starting the next lot of treatment. So then I'd be all right for a little while. And then I started chemo and that was tough. Um, so for me, I had three rounds of harsh chemo. Um, so I would have a round of chemo and then I'd have a three-week break and recover and then I would uh, start again. So, again, I would be quite poorly and I would just start to feel better again and then I'd have another cycle and then I would be poorly. So it was very uh, unsettling for them, I think. Yeah. And then I moved on to a different chemo regime, which was slightly easier but it was every week for 12 weeks and again that was that was unsettling for them and then um it was on to radiotherapy which again is different but um what I've realized is they need stability and that's what I've really tried to keep in place as much as possible for them because mm-hmm. there's almost from what you're saying, like they maybe struggled with that instability of, oh, mum's well again. Yeah. Mum's not well again. And kind yeah. of that cycle at such a young age, you can't you can't really rationalise why that's happening. No. And I think the, the difference in their mum, so, you know, like my hair came out when I had chemo, which... It, for me probably was one of the hardest things anyway because you look so different and I think people can see that there's something wrong with you you know most people I think assume when someone hasn't got any hair that they're having cancer treatment that might just be my perception um but that's how I felt and as a as a parent you know you've got to try and keep really positive and one of them was really understanding and really caring about how I looked and how I felt. And the other one really struggled and just could not cope with, with their mum looking different and was really quite angry and upset about that whole situation, which at times is quite hard. It's quite hard to watch your children being not so upset yeah. um, while you're going through it as well. Of course, because it sounds like that was quite... A lot of that was one of the most traumatic points for you to be dealing with, you know, let alone yeah. how do you help your child when yeah. you're going through it too, you know? Yeah. 
And I guess people might ask, you know, going through all of this, how do you manage to keep a positive mindset? And what did you do to keep your mindset positive? So for me, I think it was about getting myself into a good place um, in the year leading up to that anyway. Obviously, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I'd really spent some time, you know, like on self-care, self-love, um, becoming a happy person. So I luckily was in a place in my life where I was very happy, very content, Um you know, I look back now and actually some parts of that year, although it was a really hard year, were some of the happiest times of my life because I really tried to find the positives. Um, for me, doing a daily gratitude list was really important to me. So every morning I would get up and I would have a routine. Um, routine kept me going. It kept me focused and I would write down everything that I was grateful for because there is so much to be grateful for. And it's really important to me to focus on that. You know, I said we got married. We wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been in that situation. I had so much love and support around me. Um, I had time. Like, I felt really grateful for being able to take time to rest, recover, um, spend quality time with people because I think life is so busy for everyone um, that sometimes you forget to slow down and enjoy the moment. Like I was definitely one of those people that was always thinking about later on tomorrow, next week I'm doing this or next month we're doing that. And I forgot to enjoy the day like enjoy the moment that I was really in so that period of my life really taught me to slow down and I would really take the time to appreciate you know if I hadn't felt well day I might do nothing but I would make sure that when my children got home from school for example I could sit and read a story with them or you know I could go and sit with them while they had a bath um and just spend quality time with them. So there really was so much to be grateful for. And that's how I found that I got through that time. And some people might have said, you know, going through all of this, what can you be grateful for? You know, but it sounds like you've listed a lot of ways that you were grateful. And I have it written down that when we spoke as well, last week on the phone, I think you were, you said as well, I'm so thankful that, we have the NHS, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so grateful that we have, um, we have access to treatment. You know, obviously I was able to see my GP. They were able to do a referral for me. Um, I, I do feel like I'm extremely lucky because I have private health care through my um, workplace. So I was able to, um, access healthcare that way as well mm -hmm. I was actually quite torn about that I think we've talked about that before because the NHS is is so good at cancer treatments you know but I also felt like by using my healthcare it would free up some of the NHS space mm -hmm. um 
and we all know, you know, how stretched our services are, especially after COVID. So, you know, it was just, just a really, just a time to slow down and just appreciate. And there definitely is something to be grateful for every day. Yeah. Um, I met wonderful people along the way. People are so kind. You meet so many people that are in similar situation. I'm just grateful for little things as well, you know, like having a home that I could rest in and recover in, you know, a garden. It mm. was just nice to be able to sit outside, listen to birds sing and things like that. And you just take all that for granted normally, I think. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you've kind of taken with you in recovery, you know? Mm. Do you continue to feel that way? Yes, and I definitely appreciate my hair since it's grown back. You know, like when you moan because you have a bad hair day, now I'm like, oh, my God, I just i am so grateful that my hair has started to grow back. Mm. I've recently gone back to work. Um, I'm just loving having normality back. I'm loving going to work. Some of those things, you know, I would have taken for granted before, and now I think I'm so grateful that I've been able to have my treatment and get back to work you know I'm totally aware that that isn't the same path that everyone goes down mm-hmm. so I'm just just really grateful that I could have all of the treatment and life is somewhat back to normal for me now yeah. and we've kind of touched upon some some aspects of this but how would you say you know going through this journey of having cancer and and recovering from it how would you say it's changed you well guys if you want to hear the answer to that question you will have to tune into next week's episode yes i left it on a cliffhanger and i'm very sorry (laughs) it was so incredible to speak to nicole and i really do hope you'll stick around for next week to hear her answer to that question and hear her speak a bit more about how she could remain grateful during one of the darkest and most difficult times anyone can have i'm so thankful for her openness and her honesty and i just think she's absolutely incredible please do tune in next week where you can hear the rest of this interview I'm also just going to leave some resources in this show notes for support for anyone who has found any of the topics in this difficult. I know that most of us have someone we love who have been affected by cancer. So not an easy topic. I will leave some resources in the show notes there. Really hope to see you next week. And as always, if you've enjoyed, please, please do rate on Spotify if you listen there, on Apple Podcasts if you listen there leave a little review follow me on instagram at a self love story pod it takes seconds but i appreciate it so 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 much and it just gives me more opportunity to make episodes like these i shall see you next week guys